Come on, give the Lord praise. I believe what you say of me. Do we? In you, I find my identity. Really? How about you? Or are we more focused on how we feel moment by moment, day by day, or by what God says? Will you believe what God says regardless of how you feel? Because it's so easy to get derailed in our heads, isn't it? It's so easy, this train wreck that happens in our lives, that happens in our head, it happens in our heart. Have you ever seen a real train wreck? Have you ever seen a train derailed? The devastation that actually can happen, the destruction, the devastation of property and the, the destruction of life and limb. See, getting on the wrong train of thought has left a wake of destruction and devastation, of train wreckage, of carnage in people's lives. In their marriages, business, finances, emotions, in every aspect of our lives, we allow our emotions to trump and to literally destroy or at least rob us of what God wants. So for the next four weeks, we are gonna take a checkup from the neck up. We're gonna look into our heads and we're gonna look into our hearts in a month that we're calling Mind Monsters. Some of you will remember three years ago, I did a series gonna be out of the same passage and we talked about Mind Monsters back then but because I'm watching people's lives destroyed by emotions. People I love, people I care about, people who should be living on another level, they are trapped on unredeemed emotions. And as I've really been praying through and looking, God just gave me a thought, it's not a verse, just gave me a thought, and that is that emotions are the monsters under our bed that have now climbed into our head. See, we're little, we were worried about what was under our bed, and now, it's not, we don't worry about that, it's moved into our heads, hadn't it? Because see, really, emotions are the easiest access point for the enemy to access your mind and your heart and to rob you of what Christ bought for you. That's why the scripture teaches, and we talk about it all the time, the real battlefield is in the mind, in your heart and in your head. Even Jesus said, before you commit adultery, you've already committed it where? Right here. And so see, before we sin, before we fail, before we fall, before we lash out, before we hurt, before we do something, We've already had it up here. Let me tell you why it's so difficult. Because scientists now tell us that your emotions kick into gear before your reason does. So your first knee-jerk knee response when someone does something is an emotional response. And if you don't take just a minute and think, emotions will lash out and you will hurt people, you will hinder. So all month long, we're gonna lean into an incredible passage of scripture. It's incredible, it's one of my favorite. It's the Apostle Paul writing to one of the early churches in Asia Minor. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna, through this passage, we're gonna get on God's tracks that he lays out for us that we can get on this locomotion of freedom. Are you with me? 
Because where the Spirit leads, where the Spirit leads, and I am telling you, the Spirit is leading because it's the Word. You may wonder if it's the Spirit or not, if it's not something that's clearly communicated, but when it is a clear command from God, you don't have to wonder, is the Spirit leading? Does that make sense? We already know He is because the Spirit is never going to go contrary to the Word. So before we look at this, let me welcome you guys at every campus, God Bind Bars, online, all of our campuses. By the way, this is the first weekend that Anderson and Campbell have merged. And so, man, I'm so praying. Come on, guys. I am so proud of Brandon Dunford and the team at Campbell and the absolute tireless effort they made. Now they are, they are almost all at the Anderson campus serving on staff. Robbie, you guys are killing it. Those two campuses are gonna to come together. You're moving into a new campus in a month. Katie, bar the door, God is moving. So we're proud of you guys. It's gonna be incredible, incredible. Hey, in a month from now, we got four weeks of emotions and then we are going back to the movies. And so you can grab a little wrist thing out there. I want another one, mine's broke. And, uh, and so you can grab one of these. It's an incredible, I would invite people to this series. I think this is gonna be the most powerful months we've ever had. It's an incredible time and then we move back to the future. Well, we're gonna, let me lay a theological or a biblical framework for where we're going to camp out. Because really, if honestly, my opinion doesn't matter. I'm always shocked at why they care about what movie stars or sports figures think. Are you with me? That was on interview them. Who cares what they think? If you're an actor, you're a paid liar. And, and people ask me, what do you think about, hey, my opinion doesn't matter. What does God think? Are you with me? This is what matters. Do we still believe this book? Come on, we believe the inerrancy. Do we believe the word of God? Because I'm gonna give you some stuff that's opposite to how you're living. So if the Bible says one thing and you're doing another, is the Bible erring? Is the Bible wrong? Okay, I just want to thought we'd get that out of the way, right up front. It's gonna be incredible. Don't miss a weekend. If you're gone, get online, don't miss it. Philippians chapter four, verse four. But this, was, this might be my favorite book, but this is one of my favorite paragraphs. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. What? Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Rejoice in the Lord when things work out like you want them to. Rejoice when things are good. <laughs> that doesn't say always. Do we do that? Excuse me? No, no, no. See, we can't believe that verse. It's going to get way worse before it gets better. So <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. See, rejoy. Joy is the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Rejoicing should be the steady state of mind for a saint. Every Christ follower should live in rejoy. Are you with me? Okay, four of you. Uh, sucks to be the rest of y'all, but so rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit <laughs> be known to all men. The Lord is near. The Lord's return has never been closer than it is right now, but not only is the Lord's return, but the Lord is near. 
Is the Lord near? Is he near to you? Is he close to you? I will never leave you. I will be with you always, even to the end of the eon. I will be with you. So we know the Lord is near. And because, listen, because we know the Lord is near, here's what we're supposed to do. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Be anxious only for a few things. Are y'all sure? Wow. Are we anxious for some stuff? Here we go. I love you. Have I told you lately how much I love you? Come on, every campus. Be anxious for nothing. Why? Because the Lord's near. He said, cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. Listen, who can handle a burden better? You or God. So just go ahead and give it to him. Just give it to him. But my future, give it to him. My marriage, give it to him. My money, give it to him. My health, give it to him. My worries, give it to him. Because he's near, go be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. So listen, if you're worried about something, you need to spend some time in prayer. Come to the altar, give it to God. Say, God, I'm gonna give you my marriage or whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're worried about, whatever you're anxious about, fretting, just give it to God because he's near. Supplication with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to who? To God. We tell everybody, but are we talking to God? Because God's listening. Are we talking? Are we sharing? Are we telling God how we feel? Are you trying to act spiritual in front of God like God doesn't know? You think you're pulling the wool over God's eyes? Come on. And let your requests be made to known. And when you realize the Lord's near and you are anxious for nothing and you give him all your worries and concerns, you take them to him, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word guard, you see it down there? You see it on the screen? The word guard means to put a sentinel around, to put warriors around, guard your heart. Guard your heart. I'm going to show you how to do it in just a second. Guard your heart and your minds. Why? You're going to have the peace of God. I don't know that there's ever been a time in the world where there's been less peace. We hate each other. We're divided politically, relationally. We're divided economically. We're divided by education. We're divided by everything, by color, by race, by creed. That We're just the globe in America. Man, we're just divided and we hate each other. It's crazy. That's when you know that Satan is the little G-O-D of this culture. When you realize all that's going on. And the peace of God that passes all comprehension, he will make you, he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. When all hell is breaking loose, when we don't know about the stock market or the next presidential election, we don't know it's going to be a Republican or a Democrat. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know this. We don't know that. In the midst of the world falling apart, I'm just going to have a banquet feast with God because he's going to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See, we want God to take our enemies away. They're not going away. He's just going to let us sit down and have a feast. Everybody all around is looking, what's wrong with you? I'm just over here basking in the grace, in the mercy. Because see, I really do trust God. See, if you really do trust, are you with me? Come on, look up here. If you're listening, say I am. If you really do trust God, then you can absolutely walk in peace and victory. 
while, while everybody else is falling apart. It's gonna guard your hearts, guard your minds. Finally, brethren, and here's the, here's the P48. You've heard me talk about a few years ago, the P48 train. Here's the P48 train, verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever is true. Now, the bottom of that verse is gonna say, dwell on these things. Here's, here's how you get a mind with the peace of God. You want the peace of God? You wanna walk with man in the, in the victory of God? Then dwell on the things that are true. And see, so you've gotta learn the word so you'll know when there's a lie. When the devil tells you you'll never win and you know God already said you're a victor, you're more than an overcomer, you could say, I know I feel like a loser, but I am not because my feelings are as fickle as wind. My feelings are a liar. See, feelings and emotion are the, hell, are the hammer that hell uses to drive the nail into the lies that we believe. Did y'all catch that? Emotions, how I feel, that's the hammer the devil uses to drive in the nails in the lies that we believe. So we gotta set our mind on things that are what? That are true, that's honorable, that's right, that's pure. See, now if you're gonna set your eyes on what is pure, that's gonna really limit your entertainment. I'm just your friend. John Maxwell said last weekend, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I'm your pastor. I want you to walk in victory. By the way, I know that John said the word D-A-M-N last weekend. Me emails, did you, do, do you condone? Have you ever heard me say that? But my question is not, did, y'all, did John use that word? My question is, did you hear the message? Or did you miss the message because he used that word? Are you straining at gnats and swallowing camels? Just a question, just a question, just a question. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. True, honorable, right, pure, lovely, excellent, worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now, that's not where our minds usually sit, is it? Okay. And because we don't dwell on these things, we don't get the peace of God that passes all understanding. You want that? Are you with me? This week, I'm going to give you two things to do before I finish this message. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, number one, memorize P48. Memorize it. Let's go ahead and memorize it. He goes on in verse nine, I love this. After he says to dwell on these things, the things you have learned, received, heard, and seen in me. (laughs) Paul said, listen, I know you're not sure how to act, act like I act. The things you've heard, learned, seen, the things you've watched from me, do these things, what I just said, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Are you with me? Now, let me tell you the part we don't like, practice. Did did y'all hear Caleb a few minutes ago on this piano? Was that incredible? I love Caleb, he's an incredible young man of God, great worship leader on our team, love him. He didn't wake up one day and say, I think I'll play the piano. No, no, no. He practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he practiced. And before he led worship or before he played that song, he practiced and he practiced and he practiced. Are you with me? See, we want it to be automatic. And and Paul said, listen, you gotta practice. You gotta practice. 
got to practice what is good, what is lovely, what is good repute, what is pure, what is right, what is honorable. If there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Practice these things, and then the God of peace shall guard your heart, put a sentinel around you. Does this make sense? Are you with me? You got to work at it. You got to work at it. So memorize this passage. Many of us will read the Bible for information, but not application and transformation. You are not just if you read the word, you're just when you do the word. And so, man, I wanna, I'm gonna ask you to camp out in this passage because I'm sick and tired of watching the devil eat people's lunch because their emotions are jacked up. Are y'all with me? Now, I mean, not y'all, but other people. Practice, practice, passage. Now, I wanna flip over to 2 Corinthians. By the way, if you're in the Bible reading plan with us, we will be at this passage shortly because we just started 1 Corinthians, so we'll be in 2 Corinthians shortly. If you're not on the Bible reading plan, you never got a devotion, maybe you're new before you leave, they're free. We do a big book every year devotion. At the back of it's a Bible reading plan or it's online. Just pick it up tomorrow and start. Don't try to catch up, you're half a year behind. And you'll get excited about Genesis and Exodus, you're gonna hit Numbers and Leviticus, and you're gonna die and you're gonna quit. Are you with me? 83 passages on the tabernacle furniture. And you're gonna say, I'm, okay, so go right where we are, right where everybody else is reading tomorrow, and we're gonna be in 2 Corinthians soon. This is how we're gonna do P48. Are you with me? This is how we're gonna do, this is the theological foundation. This is how we're gonna do P48. 2 Corinthians 10:3. For though we walk in the flesh, this natural world, we do not war according to the flesh. Part of the reasons we're not winning in our personal lives is because we're trying to win the way the world wins. The world and God have two opposing scoreboards. See, the world is he that dies of the most toys wins. The more money you have, the more, the just the better you're gonna be. And God says, it's come, listen, I can give you lots of money. It's not about having lots of money. That's not the scoreboard. So we, we do war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are divinely powerful. Listen, the God that spoke the universe in existence, the God that threw the stars up into the sky, the God that raised his son from the dead, the God that parted the Red Sea has given you weapons and heaven has energized, unctionized. Heaven has empowered those weapons. And if you will use them, you will be victorious. No question. No question. They're divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. The word fortress is a castle. It's a castle. And what happens is we are, we're born, we, we, we learn lies, our emotions mess us up, and the devil locks us into a castle, a fortress. He locks us in there. Jesus paid for us to get out of that castle. Jesus broke the door down. He is the door. He laid himself over the moat of our sins and you can walk out into victory. The door is unlocked because Jesus unlocked it. He, you, you don't have to live in that fortress. We're just, we're just the destruction of fortresses up here, your emotions. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captive 
into the obedience captive is, is, is the image is like in the, in the olden, Old Testament, when they had a war, if you defeated a, a, another nation, you led the people captive. They came chained and naked, the, the captive. We are, we, we, are, we are taking every thought, look, look, every thought captive. Are you with me? And how are we doing that? Because we are measuring every thought by the P48 train. Is it good? Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? Is it a good repute? Is it pure? And, and then that's the measuring. Are you with me? See, here's the deal. It is impossible to live a positive life in a negative light. And we've got to determine, we gotta, we've got to let God's light shine. Proverbs 4, 23, above all else, guard your heart means put a sentinel around it. The same guard that he wants to do in Philippians 4, guarding our hearts and our minds. Are you with me? But it requires you to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. See, way too many of us let our feelings drive our facts and not the facts drive our feelings. I know what the Bible says, but. There is no but after I know what the Bible says. There's, I know what the Bible says, so. So I'm an overcomer. So, man, I am powerful. So I'm gonna walk in victory. I'm gonna, are you with me? Does this make sense? See, emotions make for interesting passengers on your daily train ride, but emotions make for horrible conductors. And too many of us, and this is a little more difficult for women than it is for men, but men fall prey too. So you ever ridden a train? How many of you been on a train ride? See, I go and mentor some churches in England twice a year, and we, Michelle and I, ride trains. And we'll go to this, you know, Victoria Station and there's me and trains and there's stuff everywhere. And I'm terrible at directions. So Michelle will say, this is a train. I said, are you sure? Oh yeah, it's going the right way. Because Michelle will speak that that might not be as though it is. <laughs> okay, now, I'll say, hold up, baby, hold up, hold up. Are you sure this train is going there or you think it is? Well, I think it is, okay. Give me the facts. Because you may feel us onto the train going the wrong direction. Are you with me? Now, I say that nobody listens because I'm terrible. It's a mistake to board without determining the destination. This is how you end up in a place you never thought you'd be. And I've talked to so many people that said, Pastor, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how to an affair. I don't know how I got addicted to drugs. I don't know how I got addicted to porn. I don't know how I got here. And I say, dude, that's easy. I know how you got here. You got on the stinking wrong train. Are you with me? You, got on the, you didn't get on the P-48 train. You got on the porn train. So let me list for you. A few trains you don't want to get on. Are you ready? And you're, some of y'all going to say, oh, I'm on that train. Get off. Pull the emergency thing real, and get off. Get off the self-pity city train. Listen. Nobody wants to sit at a black tie pity party and hear how bad your life is. You ever notice in your small group when you tell people about they don't listen anymore? They love you, they're tired of hearing it. Are you with me? Come on. 
Man, I look at people sometimes say, listen, man, haven't you got another problem? <laughs> Crap, I'm tired of hearing that one. Give me another one. <laughs> and I love people. Get off the self-pity city. Get off the aid train to Rage Alley, anger train. Well, I've lived on this train. Man, I've lived on this train. Woo. I mean, anger, man. It's just sometimes it's about that deep right below the surface. I was playing golf with my sons and, and, and man, I, I couldn't hit a wedge. You can't hit three wedges on one hole and score good. I hit triple buggy trip. And so I just got right on the anger train. Said, there it is. Let me get on it. Threw that club down, began to stomp my feet, and I said, hold up, hold up. The joy of the Lord's my strength. And I can say, well, it can't be much because you can't hit that ball very far. <laughs> you know what I did? I got on the joy train. P48, baby, are you with me? Now, I'm not, as, I'm not, like, not doing it like I want to, but I'm better than I used to because about four or five years ago, I just hit him with the golf club. Said, there, get some of that joy on you, punk. <laughs> I love preaching. How about, how about the lonely light heading nowhere? Some of us are on trains full of people. We don't know anybody. We don't let anybody in. And we're lonely surrounded by people. And some of us have snuck on the lust locomotive. Porn, on having affairs, all that stuff. Old trains never run well and they'll leave you stuck. But somehow we still keep getting on the same old ranked train. Are you, come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's be real. It's raw and real. It's faith promise. Some of you are headed, man, you're headed west toward Worryville. You believe worry is a spiritual gift. It's not. Because see, is the Lord near? Do we cast our care upon him? Will he take the burden? Then you walk in joy. You say, but pastor, you don't understand. No, let me tell you, we don't understand. When you really get to walk with God, you can just fall asleep in the bow of the ship while the storm's raging. You can bask at the table that he prepares for you in the presence of your enemies. You can walk in victory if you want to. Gotta be on the right train. How about heading down that slow south train on suspicion of everybody around you? Maybe you got on the downtown ride to doubt. Doubt God, doubt you, doubt everybody else. Just doubting. Man, get on the P48 train. Whatever's good, whatever's lovely, whatever's excellence, whatever's worthy of repute, whatever's pure, let your mind dwell on these things and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. But let me tell you what it said. It said to practice. Did it say to practice? It'll be so worth the effort because you'll start seeing victories. You'll start seeing victories. I had probably the most fun I've ever had playing golf Friday morning. And I could, it could have ruined my day if I'd let me being junkie at golf. Why would I get mad when I hit a bad shot? I'm a terrible golfer. Now that's, now, that's not negativity. It's just true. But I'm out there with my sons. And it was a beautiful day. And it was incredible. Are you with me? Come on, get on the P48 train. Mind monsters are terrorist conductors. And they want to take you down a road to terror. We got to open our mind. We got to open our mind. We, we, and we boarded some of these trains. Holy Spirit, would you open our eyes? Because some of us are on the wrong train and don't know it. And God, if you, don't, if you don't shine the light, if you don't bring conviction and revelation, then we'll live on that train and we'll miss our potential. And I'll rebuke the enemy. So God, would you give an unbelievable clarity of revelation in the word of God? 
So let me tell you two things. Number one, memorize P48. Can you do it? Will you do it? Memorize that. Start working on it. If you, and if, if you haven't experienced, send me an email, pastor at faithpromise.org, entitled subject, Mind Monsters, and tell me, and I'm going to use them in the next three weeks. So send me some emails about what God is doing as you memorize this verse. Are you with me? So you got to memorize. So you got to practice. And then you need other people. We come to God for salvation, right? Forgiveness, we go to people to be healed. James 5, 16. Confess your sins or your fault one to another. Pray you one for another for the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So we get saved, right? Okay, God gets us out of hell. We still got hell in us. He t- God rescues the Israelites out of Egypt. So they're out of Egypt, but Egypt's still in them. So we, we, we experience God. Now we've got to find freedom. How do we find freedom? We get involved with a small group, people that we can peel the mask off and say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I need you to pray for me. Let me get real. You don't have to do it with everybody. And as a matter of fact, I would encourage you not to. But if you're a guy, do it with guys. If you're a gal, do it with gals. Maybe break up in your small group. That's why you get in a small group to find freedom. Are you with me? Because half the people come here, you don't need a small group for friends. You got tons of friends. Small group's not about friendship. It's about freedom. And, we're, and when we start the next series, Mind Monsters, we've got, we've got an alignment, which means the weekend's going to co- connect with the groups. We're going to start at 120 new adult groups across all of our campuses. And so you and so you got to get in a group. Are you with me? So here's the deal. The only way to get on the P48 train is to get on the Jesus train first. And what's happening is some of us, our lives are moving so fast the wrong way. Pull the emergency cord, jump out of the flesh train and jump into the Jesus train. How do I do that? It is absolutely surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus. That train is free. Jesus paid for every passenger on the train. Now, when we, Michelle and I, are in London or Sydney, you, you've got a card that you swipe and the gate opens and you go in, the gate opens and you come back out. And that's how they take money off your card. Jesus died on the cross and he opened all the turnstiles. And you can get right on the train for Jesus if you want to. So right now, campus pastors, if you guys would come and take it over, come on at all of our campuses, would you guys give a little love as our campus pastors come forward right now to lead some, come on right now. We love you guys. Next week, don't miss it. So now online and God bind bars in Pellissippi, if you're ready to jump on the Jesus train with every head bowed and every eye closed, pray this simple prayer with us. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm on the wrong train. Forgive me. I received your gift of salvation. I get on your train. You bought my ticket. I will live for you. I put all my faith in Jesus to save me.